How are you getting on? How are you doing? How's your granny for slack? How's your grandpa for tittles? <laughs> hey, granddad. Why don't you cocoon against this? Dee, 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 dee. Putting your hand in the letterbox trying to tittle your granddad. <laughs> I've got the cabin fever. Hope you have it too. Um, How are you getting on? It's going on a bit, isn't it? We're, on, we're almost at the end of it, though. We're almost at the end of it. I've, I've had to turn off the news. Bloody Tony Houlihan. Tony Hooligan Houlihan. Flip-flopping between, yeah, we got this, or we might have to go back. We might have to go. Don't make me fucking change my mind. Now listen. Now listen. I'm being fucking sound saying everything will be back to normal on the 10th of August, the 20th of August, or whatever it is. Don't make me change my mind. Oh, it was fun at first, wasn't it? At first we got to stay home from work. And then we got to leave our school. And we heard that the Irish hours were cancelled. We thought that was really cool. But now we're in week fucking 80 and we're getting fucking fed up. At first we got a crate of wine and then we got a four in one. But then we drank ourselves to absolution and we hurt our bums by doing a poot. Whatever. And we're fucking fed up. First verse. First verse better than the second verse. Whatever. Do you with it? How's your MH, guys? How's your mental health? How are you getting on? You doing okay? Um, started rewatching Buffy. That's what I've been doing. Uh, it's the fucking thirstiest show there is. Thirstiest show there is. I was watching it there and I was thinking, Sarah Michelle Gellar for me was, was tops, right? I had two. I had two Sarah Michelle Gellar posters in my room. One in each bent, right? Like folded into the side of each uh, corner of my room, right? So it would be like, you know, kind of folded down the middle and then, you know, so it was in the corner. It was like spread out onto two walls so that wherever I looked, I would see her. <laughs> I loved her. I love her. And I was watching it there and I was like, she's, um, she's 16 in it. And I'm like, oh, this is fucking, I'm a 32-year-old man. This is problematic. And then Angel rocks up, fucking 800-year-old man. And I'm like, that's fine. That's fine. You know? I'm not going to feel bad about it. You know? It's not like I'm going to start watching episodes of Ready or Not. Was it Ready or Not? No, Two of a Kind. With the Olsen twins. I'm not rewatching that. You know, yeah, I was younger than them when they were on it, and I fancied them then. But I'm not watching it now. Whatever. I'm not fucking watching that now. <laughs> uh, Sabrina's fine. Sabrina was fucking thirty when she started that show, so that's fine. If she's, if she's, if you know, if she, if she's your bag, if if um, if Sabrina's your bag, whatever. What was I talking about? Anyway, look, I need to. <laughs> okay, I've started on the. I've started in a mood, and it's it's on. You know, because this is what I do. This is what I do, right? I do about twenty intros of this, and I think that's not good enough. For hey. I'm providing a service here for the fans, okay? For the people in for the quarantines. Abateens, right? What would the quarantines... They probably have that song, actually. I'm getting fucking fed up. Quarantines. We couldn't ever see our mates. 
and pretend that we were late. Now we give anything to meet up with a coffee or a dinner date. I just want to see my friends again. I'm getting fed up. Well, that song is apt, A-P-T, and I'll tell you why. I, I was trying to, I don't know. I'm, I'll tell you why I'm riffing. My, my riffing, my riffing, my riffing is, is like a bee smashing into, it's like a blue bottle smashing into a window right now. <laughs> trying to get out, right? Because I'm buzzing. Because I've upped my caffeine intake. I've upped two things, right? Chris Pratt says you should be pissing three times before 10 o'clock because you should be drinking that much water. 10 a.m., right? And I also found out that I've been under uh, under mixing my cafetiers. Apparently, it's one gram of coffee per 15 milliliters of water, um, which I already know is too high, but I'm trying something new. I thought, do you know what? I'm not doing enough of shaking, right? So I'll put more coffee in the cafeteria. Um, anyway, what was the saying? Yeah, I was singing bloody Bucks Fizz there, right? Because this is Eurovision, baby. Month of May, it's been taken from me. I should be gearing myself up for having a Eurovision party. I like to host them, right? I love the Eurovision, right? I love What I love about the Eurovision is it is so convoluted. The amount of points... There are too many times that you cheer, like too many times. Think about how many times you cheer in a football match, right? Even if it's even if it's even if it's three all, right? Um, <laughs> like even if it's like three all, and then it goes to penalties, right? And then there's five penalties. You cheer for your own team uh, three times per goal, presumably, and then you cheer for you know each penalty shot and then the winning goal. Okay, so probably eight times, nine times, maybe ten times max you would cheer. In the Eurovision, you cheer when your act is on. You cheer when all the points come in. You cheer for any single point. You probably cheer about 40 times, if not, if, if you know, that's be probably being moderate, right? So it per, I think the cheer, the, the CPM, cheers per hour, CPH, right? The CPH, right, is much higher for the Eurovision, right? And then if you win, look, it's not going to happen, right? We're not going to win. Well, we're not going to win. No, no, look, we'll, we'll get into that when we get into that, right? So I love the Eurovision. So that's been taken from me, right? And what I also love about the Eurovision is just the casual racism. Just the casual racism. That's not even a country. People are saying that. Your man just saying that. That's not a country. They're not even in Europe. I love it, right? So that's been taken from me. So I've had to make my own fun. And so what I've decided to do is, I think I just said it a second ago. I, I don't even know if I just said this, right? Um, is pit all of the Eurovision entries of Ireland in a competition together to decide what is the greatest Eurovision entry? What is the greatest Irish entry? And I'm not talking about bloody... I'm not talking about bloody... Kathy Ireland's hoop, right? So, um, what is the greatest Irish entry of all time? We are going to figure it out. And as I said before, this is not a league. This is not a ranking. You're one letter off. This is each song competing to fight. Not each song competing with each other. Whatever song's fighting. And look, it's going to be a long episode. If Eurovision is your bag, great. 
If it's not, hey, guess what? You can listen to some non-Eurovision episodes on the Patreon. So let's get into it. Eurovision fever, baby. Let's fucking go. <laughs> this is crazy. Eurovision, baby. Every country in the world And you is for you and me A boy and girl R is for really, really good song And O is for Oh my God, I wasn't wrong B is for victory and getting marks I for idea, it starts just with a spark S for surprise at the stars in our eyes I for imagine Should we stop? Oh, hell, I'm saying no. Oh, lovely stuff there. Thank you very much, Connor Moore. My good pal, Connor Moore. I said to him, Connor, you know you're my baby. You know I love you. I need your help. I have a really stupid song, and I need someone to write cheesy music for it. And great job, Connor. Thank you very much. Uh, if you would like to follow Connor, he makes music all the time on his Instagram. He's also an incredible artist. You can follow him at I should know he is Connor Moore. Connor Moore. We're not editing this. We're honestly we're not editing this. Um Connor Moore 64, all one word. You can check out his music and his art there on Instagram. He's a good pal. Now listen, this is round two of Eurovision 2020 Best of Irish. If you want to hear round one, you can listen to it on the Patreon. But I will say this. You you don't need to. Round one. Basically, all of the Eurovision songs, right? So I'll tell you this, right? I have it here. And look, honestly. We are not. We are not editing this. Um, there have been forty-five. Um, oh, did you hear that? Another fucking bee out in the fucking road. The ding, 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 ding goes off, man. There have been forty-five uh, Irish songs that have made it into the Eurovision finals. Okay, so obviously Dustin Irlandes Deus Points. Poor Molly Sterling, great song. Probably the most underappreciated song to not get into the Eurovision, in my opinion. Um, and even your Donna and Joes, right? They will not be competing in this tournament, unfortunately. Okay? But of the 45 that actually made it into the finals, if you look at where they performed, between 1 or between 1 and 26, and the amount of points that they got, I put that into a little thing in a machine. And an algorithm basically seeded all of these um, entries. And... I put that into an algorithm to seed them and to put them into a tournament. In round one, we had what I was calling, and I thought this was a genius thing, we called it the battle or a table of scraps, right? And they were the lower seeded ones. That was that was your Mickey Joe Hearts. That was your Jedwards. That was your, um, you know, you had the, um, the Duskies, right? All the people who kind of would, didn't necessarily uh, appear in the, in the top ten, right? They were battling it out for scraps to get into this round which is round two. Round two is what I'm calling Davina v. Goliath. Or Da V, with a big V, in parentheses, Ina, Goliath, right? Um, kind, of, kind of like David versus Goliath. Because what we have in this tournament is the bottom seeds against the top seeds. And this is the one I think is going to be very interesting. Not to say that last the Patreon episode wasn't particularly interesting. I don't know if I said that as well. Round one is on the Patreon. I did say that. So look, if you want to listen to that, you can. If you don't, no bother, because the winners of that are in this tournament, right? And this is where I think it's going to get very interesting, because we're going to see actual upsets, I think. 
Anyway. So look, this is what this is what it is. This is what this episode is. This is what next episode is going to be and the episode after. Why am I saying this like you're not going to enjoy this? Trust me, you're going to have a good time. And I said this on the Patreon. I'll say it again now. Either you have fun listening to this or you'll come away with a bit of trivia that you can use on a fucking gas Zoom quiz. You're on mute, Carol. Um, as a gas Zoom quiz coming up uh, in the future. And look, we got a lot of we got a lot of competitions in here, right? We got a, we got there's 29 scraps in this round. No, there's not. 29 combatants. So let's get into it. The first competition in this tournament. And again, I'm not editing this. What I have is a different setup than I have normally. I have um I have uh, my phone hooked up to a mixing desk. Why am I shouting at you? I'm just excited. Um, and I'm going to be playing these off my phone. I'm going to be giving you a couple of two cents about these. Um, about these, And then we'll be picking a winner. Also, I should say this. In the uh, Tony Cantwell shit show-verse. Shit show-verse. I need something catchy, right? If you can think of a good catchy term for the canonical world in this universe. Um, like, you know, like the MCU. The TCU, I suppose. Tony Cantwell universe. In the TCU... Um, in the TCU, uh, one of these songs in their competition, in the competition, will be killed. So I am basically, this is like, um, although, yeah, I forgot this, right? In the previous episode, in the Patreon episode, I said that um, I am like, so I'm like Joaquin Phoenix, Caesar, okay? And this is the Colosseum, all right? And both combatants are fighting to the death. One will be killed, okay? So one will be killed. And um, and look, I'm not promoting violence, right? If you, if one of them, if Johnny Logan ends up killing Linda Martin, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying here that I want Linda Martin dead, right? I'm not saying that, right? This is just a little fun thing. Just one of the songs will be killed canonically in the TCU, right? But I did say in the previous episode that I'm like Joaquin Phoenix and I'm like there with my thumb out and I'm like, and the tongue out, you know, the little Joaquin lick, right? Gladiator, right? And I have my hand, my thumb out sideways. So I, I made the mistake of saying that it's actually the thumb up. I was like, yeah, kill them. And I put my thumb up. And that's actually sparing them. So pretty much all of the all of the people I thought were killed in the previous round, canonically in the TCU, are, are alive because I didn't do the right thumb. Anyway, sure, let's kick it off, shall we? And what a song to kick it off with, ladies and gentlemen. This is Linda Martin, Why Me? The 1992 winner of the Eurovision, The Streak Starter, right? Um against 1976's Red Hurley When. So let's hear a bit of Linda Martin. And doesn't she look lovely, ladies and gentlemen? Here we go. Sometimes I watch you passing by my window. So Linda Martin, man. And sometimes she toured Menopause the Musical with Irish entertainer Twink. While on tour, Twink described Martin as a cunt during a tirade in 2010. The two had been friends for 30 years and have no plans to speak to each other ever again. I'm going to be honest now, right? I've never been a huge fan of this song. None against Linda. Great set of pipes. Pipes are voice. Is a voice, by the way. Pipes aren't uh, boobs. They're not big, long boobs. Here we go. Ah! Swedish comedian Petra Midi 
uh, presented a light-hearted history of the Eurovision contest and apparently said when Linda Martin popped up, I recognise a drag queen when I see one. The joke proved controversial in the Irish media. Okay. Uh, it's fine. Do you know what I mean? It's fine. Look, you could be listening to this thinking, are you fucking kidding me? Are you even... Sacrilege! Sacrilege! Well, I'm not a huge fan of it. Well, look, I shouldn't be giving that away too much. Look, do you think it's good? <laughs> Linda Martin against Red Hurley's Wham. So this song... Uh, this song beat... Um, beat Sandy Jones... Kjol and Gra in round one, making it through, scrapping into round two. Let's have a bit of red. When the days of one are gone, Oof. and all the nights are long, I like it. Then all my thoughts run on. This song, written by Brendan Graham, uh, who wrote Rock and Roll Kids, The Voice, and You Raise when Me Up. Red Hurley, unfortunately, big Irish head on him, uh, never was able to make it crack the UK uh, because of the IRA. Brendan Graham was also called Musical Midas with the Mayo Silence. My days, my life, you now, I'm going to skip ahead because there's a fucking unreal bit here. Let me really hear this. That was Listen to the pipes on this motherfucker. Now look, I respect Linda Martin. So this is me, I'm Caesar, right? I'm Caesar, I'm in the Coliseum, okay? Um, I say to, I say, I, I recognize a good warrior when I see one. And I say, Linda Martin, I respect you. This country can never repay you for what you did in terms of starting the streak, the 1990 streak, um, the winning streak. We owe you everything. However, Red Hurley, finish her. And I put my thumb down. And she's like, what? No, wait, I'm not. No, no, I'm not. I did this. I made this mistake the last time, right? I'm not promoting any violence. I'm not saying nothing happens here. But canonically, the song Why Me, the song Why Me, this is what I should have done in the previous episode. The song Why Me has its head fucking smashed in against the wall by the song When. Um... And some people turn away in disgust. Congratulations to Red Hurley. 1976 came 10th for Ireland. Well, look at you now. Look at you now. Beating the beaten the one of the top seeds, Linda Martin's Why Me. Anything can happen in this con in this con conversation, I was gonna say. Next up we have the nineteen eighty-six entry. Love bug. Um Lovebug are a Northern Irish pop band originating from Newry. Uh, when you see them, they're all wearing long coats with rolled up sleeves. So happy with you, 
probably showing that they've no fireworks up their sleeves, Newry boys. So the pop group represented Ireland in the Eurovision. They came fourth. And they recently took issue with JLS star Marvin Humes, who also started a band called Lovebook. Here we go. Ha! Fuck! You can count on me. In an email, their manager said, It's been brought to our attention that Martin Humes intends to use the name Lovebook. He wrote, We're registered as a band. We represented Ireland in 1986. The band still continues today as a four-piece, performing live mainly at private functions. Okay, not bad. Not bad, okay. So, Love Bug. Love Bug, you are up against uh, Sheba. Sheba. With horoscopes. This is 1981's Ireland Eurovision entry, Sheba. With the song Horoscopes. Um, this came fifth with 105 points in 1981. You might recognize one of the members of Sheba, Maxi. Rushing for the papers this every is day. The second singer here, Maxi. To find out what the stars have got to say. Maxi was uh, the 1973 entry. So if you're looking at this, they're kind of all wearing uh, silver outfits, very futuristic. Quite disco y for 1981. Don't let planets take control of our lives. Maxie was also, uh, this is a second mention of Twink here, she was in a band with Twink. Maxie, Dick, and Twink. Maxie from Sheba. And Marion Fawcett, the third singer here. Ring, ma- ring mistress of Fawcett Circus. Right, that's a fucking banger. That fucking trumps love bug, hundred percent. Well, well, hang on, hang on. Sorry. What do you guys think? What do you think, love bug or Sheba? I think it's got to be Sheba. That whole da 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 Aquarius, da 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 Aquarius, Pisces, da 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 do. So, Maxi, congratulations! You have actually made it in. You you were defeated. Maxi was defeated. Um, I won't say by who, I'm not going to spoil who else is in this, but was defeated in the Battle of Scraps. But second chance Sundays for Maxi here with Sheba. Congratulations, you are through. So that means that Love Bugs, you can count on me. Um, Love Bug uh, are in the Coliseum. So the song, You Can Count On Me, is kind of fighting with a flail, right? La, la, la. But just the three ladies from Horoscopes, from Sheba rather, come in and they fucking stab it with a spear. The song. You can count on me, not not the not the band, right? And I'm there, Caesar, with Joaquin, with, with the thumb and the tongue, like, eh, and I put the thumb down, and then love bugs. You can count on me. He's like, wait, 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 and then it just with the with its shield, with its sharp shield, it just in the neck, beheaded. You can count on me. The song 1986 entry, love bug 1986. You can count on me is dead. So congratulations to Sheba for making it into the quarterfinal. Okay, here we go. Next up, we have, and I am realize now I am 23 minutes now into this, 
add iron on the third scrap. This is going to go on. We're going to have a bit of fun. Next, we have uh, 1970 winner Dana, who came first in the Eurovision against 1982's The Duskies, Here Today, Gone Tomorrow, um, which beat Angela Farrell to get into round two. Um, so The Duskies, 1982, winner Here Today, Gone Tomorrow, beat 1971 Angela Farrell's One Day More, and is now competing against the top seed, Dana. Uh, all kinds of everything. So let's go. Let's have a look and have you. Here's Dana. So Dana was the first ever winner for Ireland. She's just 18 years of age here. We all know it. Here we go. So Dana, 1997, ran for a presidential election. She might have won the Eurovision, but thank God she didn't win the presidency, as she was standing on a platform of opposing birth control, divorce and abortion. I've always found it. No, I'm not going to. No, I won't go into that yet. Let's just compete. Who's it against? Come on. This is against the the Duskies. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh, I don't have it here. I don't have it here. Hang on. Talk amongst yourselves there. We're not editing this. Duskies Eurovision. Um, 1982. We're not editing this. I told you. Uh, 1982. Here we go. The Duskies. 1987. 1982. Ha! Ah. What? This came 11th place in 1982. The Duskies had competed just the year before. Please, Single e did even worse in the charts, coming 12th. So the, they were in this the year before as the Dusky Sisters. They came back this year. They were third place last year. They came back with their brother Dan, came 11th. Next day sorrow. Right, well, there you have it. Um, what do we think? Look, ignoring ignoring the prestige, okay? Not the film, that's class. Ignoring Dana's clout. Ignoring the fact that, you know, come on. Iconic. Her on the stool with the little shoes. Do you know what I mean? Ignoring that. The Duskies is a better song. I'm sorry. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is mad. I've got to say, I think the Duskies beat Dana. The song to death. <laughs> 
again, I made the mistake in the Patreon of, of saying that the competitors are killing each other. I'm focusing here on the songs. The song here today, also I said previously, I do think that... Um, I'm going to stop referencing that because I feel bad if you haven't listened to the episode, right? I'm just going to... See, fucking Gary now is like, yeah, fucking stop asking people to pay for stuff, right? Um, the Duskies were... Uh, the Dusky sisters, as I said, and then they came back with their brother, Dan. I just think that's so funny. It's like the Irish mammy being like, yeah, will you let your brother join your Eurovision, for God's sake? Will you let him join your dancey group? It's like, man, it's the fucking Eurovision. Ah, will you let him get in? And then they came 11th. Um... But having said that, I don't like all kinds of everything. I don't enjoy the song. I would never willingly put it on. And look, don't get me wrong. There are other songs in here. Coming up next, right? We have 1968 versus 1965. Both of these songs are older, crooner songs. Croonier songs. I think Dana, I'm out there, right? So it's the Coliseum. I'm Joaquin. I got the Joaquin tongue out. (laughs) And I see all kinds of everything outnumbered by just the sheer amount of Duskies. The Duskies have uh, a flaming sword um they have um uh no do you know what they have the 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 duskies and this is not dana this is on the song right so visualize the song not dana right the duskies uh throw hot oil on onto all kinds of everything and then one of them takes a flaming sword and lights it the oil is or whatever (laughs) dana 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 baby you know i love you i respect you but that's a thumbs down from Daddy Caesar. The Duskies go on to the quarterfinals. Congratulations. Okay, next up we have 1968's Pat McGeegan uh, against 1965's Butch Moore. Hey, Butch Moore. Hey, do you Butch Moore? I don't know what I mean by that. I'm trying to think of a joke. And I can't seem to find one. So here we go. 1968's Pat McGeegan. Uh, chance of a lifetime. Came uh, fourth. For Ireland. You might recognise Pat McGeegan, actual name Pat McGuigan, as the father of boxer Barry McGuigan. While I was out walking, oh. I saw your face Turned up here. in the midst of a crowd. Here I thought is a chance of a lifetime. Wow. I thought Watch. you'd stand. I've nothing to say to that. Isn't how beautiful is that? Came fourth. Obviously, Europe couldn't understand the name McGuigan, and he had to go by McGeegan. Not the only time Europe got their fucking elbow in. We don't understand Gwig. We understand Gee. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful, and it even gets better there. Pat McGeegan, Chance of a Lifetime. Now think of the fact that that song exists in the same universe as Donna and Joe. Love will make you high, love will make you say, or Ireland is deuce points. The Chance of a Lifetime, indeed. That is up against Butch Moore, hey. Butch, I can't think of a joke for that. All right, here we go. This is Walking. Walking the streets in the rain, Ireland's first entry. And I'm not talking about bloody Eve's hole. My poor heart feels like breaking. Butch was the lead singer of the Capital Show Band, which would have rivaled the Royal Show Band's Brendan Bowyer. 
as the most popular show band vocalist. I don't know what any of that means, but still. Beautiful. Listen to the voices on these two. Nobody knows. Fair fucks to you, Butch Moore. That is a lovely song. Just think of the caliber, caliber of these songs. Terry was saying it as well. It's like these are like every single person that was from you do a bit of research. It's not particularly interesting, right? You try and find some nice little tidbits about these Eurovision entries, the ones that didn't win the Eurovision for whatever reason. You'd want to make a podcast out of that, right? And they all come from show bands, you know, uh, cabaret, you know, more so into the kind of 80s. They would have kind of grown up in the kind of cabaret the, the 80s entries and stuff like that. Um, but these are just professional musicians just given the stage to present, you know, just these, just the caliber, just, a, you know, proper, I don't know what we're talking about, but anyway, I'm, I'm both impressive. I tell you, I'd love to say, Shantae, you both stay, but unfortunately I cannot, and it's Pat McGeegan, Barry McGuigan. Also, I should say this, this is the second combat sport link so far. Chris Doran in the first round, the second year winner of Eurostar, was a kickboxing champion, and now you have uh, Pat McGuigan, father of Barry McGuigan <clears throat> uh, in this round. So I would love to see um, Barry McGuigan, son of um, Eurovision entrant Pat McGuigan, fight Chris Doran. So that's just a little Eurovision combat sport fantasy of mine. But anyway, in this case, Pat McGee McGeegan uh, uses a bit of his, well, the song, uses a bit of uh, Barry's uh, skill and absolutely batter batters the song, Butch Moore's song's face in. Leaving it like a, like a uh, pulpy stew. Next up, congratulations to Pat McGeegan getting it through to the quarterfinals. Next up, we have Linda Martin. She's back, baby. Linda Martin back with uh, the Johnny Logan penned Terminal Three. So, do I have it here? Ah, here we go. Terminal Three. This came second for Ireland, 1984. Not fucking around. Written by Johnny Logan. So this song is kind of about emigrating to the US. Linda is at the Terminal 3, wishing that her hubby doesn't go off to America, or person. Long distance USA, last night I heard him say, he's been away too long now, he's coming home. Fuck. Beyond the morning play, Shit. if I still feel the same, okay. I should be waiting to see it be all alone. I made a rival by the time he had said, I searched the information for Terminal 3, the flight's on time. Johnny Logan said he was, um, he was wrote this because he was in Heathrow, Terminal 3. There you are. Came second for Ireland. Linda Martin, one of only five people to have come first and second in the Eurovision. Okay. Set of pipes on her, Linda Martin. 
Fairfox to you, Terminal. Terminal 3, the flight's on time. Um, now, that came second. That got silver in the Eurovision. It is one of the topper, top seeded songs in the 45 songs that Ireland, this would probably be in the top 10 seeded songs of the 45 songs that Ireland have, have, have put forward for the Eurovision. However, it has a dark horse in that in round one, we had the battle of the quadruplets in that we had Jedward versus Jedward in a Jedov and Jedward beat Jedward, basically lipstick beat Waterline, right, to make it into this round. It's a serious contender. Let's get a bit of a recap of, uh, of uh, Lipstick, just just for a second, just for shits and giggles, will we? Surely it can't beat Linda Martin. Jedward delivered a 28 weeks weighing just two pounds each. 50% chance of survival. Our little miracle boys. Thank God for Jedward! Get off your fucking lights! Simon Cowell said that they were vile little creatures who would step on their mother's head to have a hit. Yeah, well, look at this fucking banger, you fucking hell, wrinkly. I'm not having a go at uh, Simon Kill. Look, I listen, right? Um, the 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 writer of um, all kinds of everything, right? The the he he called Jedward's lipstick the worst song to ever enter the Eurovision. Well, guess what? Lipstick. What do you think? Come on. Do you think Terminal? Do you honestly do you honestly think that Terminal Three flights on time is better than Lipstick? Think to yourselves for a second. Terminal Three, the flights on time versus Kala Kala. Hey hey hey, check your Kala Kala. Hey, Lipstick obviously wins. Congratulations to Jedward. The two twins. Well, the song. There's two. Okay, Lipstick the song. Okay, takes out its broadsword right, and says, Hey. Twins takes one and no one and slices the song Terminal 3 down the middle, splitting it in two, being like, talk about twins. Takes one and no one. Slices it, clefts her in twain. Clefts the song in twain. And uh, Jedward, congratulations, Jedward. You have beaten Linda Martin's Terminal 3. You are a... Linda Martin out of the competition. Whoa. This is crazy. Anything can happen in this competition. So far, all kinds of everything is out. Why me is out. And look, this is not me. Listen, this is what's exciting about this competition. This is why I wanted to do it. If I were to rank them, if I were to rank the songs, with your one letter off, if I was to rank these songs, obviously I would have Linda Martin up there. I would have, um, I would have Dana up there. If you ranked them the way they were being ranked, but the reality is, when you put song against song, whatever the songs were, some song got a vote over the song. If all these songs were in a tournament, one would be voted over the other. And the reality is, Lipstick's a better song than Terminal 3. Red Hurley. I mean, we, we're not seeing Jedward versus Red Hurley. Who knows who would win that? 
you know, love Bugsy, but that this is why you have to see song versus song. What's a better banger? And the reality is you're going to see some upsets. This is very exciting. Next up we have congratulations to Jedward who have made it through to the quarterfinals of the Eurovision 2020 Tony Cantwell TCU uh, whatever whatever the fuck I'm doing anyway um, I can't be getting bored already no I'm not getting bored this is very I actually really enjoy myself 1967 Sean Dunphy's If I Could Choose this is two years so this is us two years into the competition and um, we came second we came second with this and what I love about this it's a real crooner right if I could choose but it's just about living in a lovely gaff in County Clare listen to this ah. born in Whitehall Dublin they envy me my hills of Clare did you hear that the white girls calling in the soft sea <sighs> so much to lose and yet i'd leave the hills of clare and live in a desert if i had you there listen to that voice what would i lose donna and joe exist in the same reality as this laugh if i could choose if i could choose a place to walk with you i'd choose the longest road and it would lead us to a I'm actually speechless that no one knew I want to hear more I'm sorry I want to hear more I should only be given it 60 seconds bellows by the fire by the fire and the turf smoke rising higher than the lark that wings and always sings of you not the best towards the end, but that's good. Bellows, you fucking bell end. Bellows by the fire and the turf smoke rising higher. I want to win the Euro. Look, look. I've said, I've said previously that one of my dreams is hosting the Eurovision. I'm. Life is short, okay, and life is, and and I don't want to have fallback dreams, okay. I want to win the Eurovision. I want to sing and perform in the Eurovision Song Contest, and I want to win. So if that means having to give up, give up this all comedy thing and focus on music for the next 10 years, I'll do it, okay? Bellows by the fire, you fucking bellend. Um, that is up against 1988's Jump the Gun, Take Him Home. Now, Jump the Gun beat uh, a similarly kind of 80s... Um, so Jump the Gun are a 1988 band... Uh, they disbanded, unfortunately, after this. But when you listen to the song, it's very ambitious for for what it's trying to do. It's trying to go for kind of a big, mastered queen, kind of Peter Gabriel, um, kind of a Bruce Hornsby and the range kind of vibe. Like just big, when when they were like, sorry, there is there is now, you know, uh, CDs, compact discs. The, the clarity of music can be much better. So we're going to have this 80s American Psycho kind of pop rock be as good as it possibly is. So this is Jump the Gun. So good luck to Take Jump Him the Home, 1988's entry. Now, it's too, I think it's too melodically. It's so much to do, so They're all wearing big power suits, keyboards, a bass that has an electric bass that has no... Uh, Machine heads on it, you know, no head. Everybody 
Like they're, they, they're doing stuff ambitious with melody here. But I have to skip ahead, right? Because to be honest, if you're only going to give it a couple of seconds, this is the best part. This is when the basses start singing. Will you hear this lad? Set of pipes on him. Fair fucks to jump the gun. This is a real brother, brother, come on. Look out for one another. Brother to brother. Brother if you need me. Guitar, it's got the all right that's enough of that right um look it's a good song it is a good song but can it beat but next to sean dunphy jump the gun are a bunch of bell ends by the fire and the turf smoke rising higher i want to win the eurovision um the reality is come on what do you think and this is not, and look, I'm not being contrarian here. It's just song versus song. So here I'm going to say that the top seeded, in my opinion, wins. I think Sean Dunphy's If I Could Choose is a gorgeous, it's almost like a gorgeous little, what is it, Jerry and the Pacemakers kind of, you know, crooner, crooner tune. And I, I really like it. Um, I'm going to give it to Sean Dunphy. Sean Dunphy, he says, hey, jump the gun, the whole band, fucking come at me, right? And, um... What does he have in his hands? Well, no, the song. Um, so the song, if I could choose, says, hey, br take him home. Come here. Let's go for a fucking scrap, right? It says, um, do you know what he does? He didn't even kill them, right? He said he 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 runs at them. Does um does a does a Kevin McAllister slide through the legs on his knees, right? Then slides through the legs, gets up. And while they're still looking in the other direction where they thought he was coming from, he slid between their legs and he boots them all up the arse. And he says, take him home. Well, you can fuck off home and kicks him up the arse, kicks him out of the stadium and they're dead. I'm there, Joaquin Phoenix with the thumb out sideways. And I put the thumb down and he boots them out of the stadium. This is how powerful Sean Dunphy was in 1967. Next up, we have Colm Wilkinson. Colm Wilkinson, you might remember, is um, was the original Jean Valjean. From um, from Les Miserables, Les Miserables. This is a song he penned called Born to Sing. It's about how much he loves to sing. This came fifth in 1978. Kind of a Neil Diamond vibe. Kind of Krista Burr as well, kind of vibe. And I had to move along. You said you were right again. You must sing your song. Oh. And a man is born to do one thing and I'm born to sing. He's dressed like Austin Powers, if you see the video. He's got a kind of frilly necklace. It's not bad, right? It's not bad, right? It's cute. You know, it's fun. He does love to sing. Um, call him call him C.T. Wilkinson right um, or Colin Wilkinson as he went later but like listen to like 
it doesn't do justice to what he can do with his voice, right? Listen to him. This is his bring him home. That he did for Les Mis. Hang on. Sensational, right? Here's when he does. He also does um, music of the night, right? He did. He, he was in the touring group for Phantom of the Opera, so he's the original Jean Valjean from Les Mis. And this is him doing music of the night for the Canadian production in 1990. I love this song, but I, I'm not. I know. Come on, I need to get on with it. It's already 50 minutes into this. Where is it? Oh, this this. Listen to this. Look, not to stack the competition in anyone's favour, but this is him up against uh, Cahill Dunn from County Cork with Happy Man. Here we go. This is uh, Taoiseach Jack Lynch's nephew, Cahill Dunn. Okay, get to the fucking point, man. It seemed life had no answers for no, me. He sounds like he's from Dundalk. No special no answers. Or plan. How could I be a happy man? Then just like in a love song, you're here. This was the year after column. so clear. So he looks like one of the Gibb brothers, right? He looks like if a Gibb... He looks like if one of the Gibbs grew up on Shrewd Farms. Happy man. He's a really happy guy. Everyone's going for Neil Diamond on this. I got a girl on my mind And I lead in the flying I'm a happy man. Um... So, nephew of Taoiseach Jack Lynch from Cork, Cahill Dunn, was a child prodigy pianist at the age of seven. Ooh, pardon. He won all the major piano competitions in Ireland growing up. 
And apparently his teacher once bribed him to sing, uh, saying that the winner of the singing contest would win a, a pair of swimming flippers, um, which he desperately wanted. He entered the competition, sang um, and uh, and won the flippers. Lovely. He's been singing ever since. He's moved to... Con- um, anyway, whatever. He didn't. He doesn't obviously win. And Terry said this. Terry said, look, column T. Wilkinson... Column C.T. Wilkinson, as he, as he was known in, in 1978. Also, funny and funny fact, the only person to have two middle initials in Eurovision history. So we, we have that. Both came fifth. And Terry said, look, Column Wilkinson, it's the song Born to Sing versus Happy Man. This is not Bring Him Home. This is not... And listen to the music of the night. Close your eyes. I want to do an episode on musicals. Um... This, yeah, look, it isn't, it isn't, it isn't Bring Him Home. It isn't Music of the Night. It is, it is Born to Sing versus Happy Man. I'm still going to give it to Born to Sing. Congratulations, Colin Wilkinson. Colin Wilkinson's Born to Sing. Um, uh, i tell you what, tell you what he does. He, um, Colin Wilkinson's Born to Sing goes up to Happy Man, right? Throws acid on its face. So I know this is the second acid thing, right? But it's kind of like Phantom of the Opera, right? And then the thing covers his face like, ah! And then he spears it with a, a French tricolor uh, flag. Spears him with it. Ah! So it's kind of Les Mis and Phantom of the Opera have killed Happy Man. Not a happy man now that he's dead. Congratulations to Column C.G. Wilkinson there. In through to the quarterfinals. Okay, we've loads more, right? Okay, here we go. 1977's The Swarbriggs plus two. So you might remember the Swarbriggs were here two years ago. In round one, they appeared in 1975. They've come back now, the year after, funnily enough, Books Fizz had won for Making Your Mind Up. Books Fizz were a mixed group in that there was boys and girls. They famously, you know, did the whole thing where they pu- pulled the skirt off their the female members, revealing a smaller skirt underneath. The Swarbriggs or at least the comments criticize them of trying to copy Books Fizz uh, here with this. But this is their song, uh, It's Nice to Be in Love Again. This came third in 1977. So the Swarbriggs brothers, they've added two female members this year. A lot of people believe a lot of people believe that my lovely horse was inspired by the Swarbriggs. It's cute. It's a cute song. So, remind you now, this is the book, Books Fizz, right? That's a cute song, right? Swarbriggs. This is what people say it was trying to copy. Um, oh, wait, hang on. That doesn't make any sense. Who the fuck said that? Copying Books Fizz. Idiots. Why am I believing that shit? See, you go down to YouTube comment. Anyway, this is what they said they were copying. You know this one? I was singing it up top, top. How would they... Okay, YouTube comment that I read and took as fa- as a fact... Right? How are the Swarbriggs Plus Two ripping off Bucks Fizz when they came out in 1977 and Bucks Fizz was 1981? Huh? You're embarrassing me in front of my fans. You're embarrassing me in front of my wife. Right? 
I probably I'm, I, I could have I could have easily said that if I had looked that up I could have said oh yeah well it's Warbriggs now based on a fucking YouTube comment that I read what are you fucking time traveling men like Christopher so the Warbriggs it's a it's a cute song it's nice to be in love again that old familiar da 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 but guess what it's up against this song is up against 2013's entry a song I have said previously is the greatest Eurovision song of all time Ryan Dolan only love survives get up the fuck set of pipes on this boy came dead last 2013 right before the dune Old world dies. New day is born. We're gonna live like it's the last Listen to his voice. And we're dancing to the morning light. I love Ryan Dolan. Do you hear that? You! All the Wolverines smacking the bow on. You gotta watch the video for this. I honestly thought they were going to win. Love that. Love that. I love that song. I love that song so much. Uh, my theory as to why it didn't win the whole competition, why it didn't fucking run away with it, is um, I remember I had a pal of mine, right? And I remember he was like, <laughs> he said, um, he loved Blade and uh, Blade 3 just came out. And he was like, here, tell you what, man, fucking Blade 3 is going to clean up at the Oscars, right? I thought Ryan Dolan's only love survive was going to clean up at the Eurovision. But unfortunately, it didn't win. Graham Norton said at the day, he said, the Irish people need to be very worried because that song could possibly win. Now, unfortunately, it came dead last. It only got five points. But I think it's an incredible song. Um, and I think the reason... Sorry, I started, I started this sentence by saying the reason I think it didn't win is because the, the year before, 2012, Lorene's Euphoria was doing. And maybe they thought, look, we can't have two absolute club bangers back-to-back. Euphoria, you get it for the end of time. Um, which I love. Um, well, look, I mean, who, who do you think fucking wins? Who do you think wins? Huh? Who do you think fucking wins? The Swarbrook Briggs, it's nice. It's nice that you think it's nice to be in love again. But not only will love survive, Ryan Dolan will survive this battle um, in that Ryan Dolan has got himself one of those big, um, big kind of drumsticks that they use for the giant Bowerons in that performance, right? You know, the bunch of Wolverines that were playing there, right? You got to see the video. Um, has these big, massive drumsticks. And he's got like two, two, you know, one in each hand. Actually, you know what? He's got two in each hand, right? Um, and he takes all the Swarbriggs. Well, say this isn't the Swarbriggs, but this is four people. The personification of the song, It's Nice to Be in Love Again, because I'm not promoting violence on human beings here. But the personification of Only Love Survival, whatever. He fucking smashes their head in with a stick, right? He smashes all their fucking heads in with sticks. Right? And Only Love Survives, survives into the very next round. Congratulations, Ryan. Made it past round one, made it past round two. You have beaten the number three 
1977 song It's Nice to Be in Love Again Anyway Now we have another winner 1993's winner Neve Kavanagh In Your Eyes This is up against Ryan O'Shaughnessy Someone gave out to me For not pronouncing that right I don't know how I said it wrong Ryan O'Shaughnessy um, Neve Kavanagh In Your Eyes Ryan You know I love you You know you're my baby you know, you very, you very soundly got a message off him. I saw, I saw the blue tick. I was like, "Wow, an important person once again touched me." Said he liked the videos. I said, "Hey, I like you. You're in the Eurovision. Best of luck." You know, I love you. Yes, yeah, okay. This is a version. This is a, okay. Here we go. Tony's name drop corner. Here we go. Is it Louis Walsh or Bono? He's the horn for. Let's find out in Tony's name drop corner. Here we go. So I got a message off Ryan O'Shaughnessy. Um, and I said, yeah, best of luck. Sorry, let's get the fucking you. Was it Louis Walsh or Bono? He the horn for. Turned out it was Ryan O'Shaughnessy. Yeah. Um, but, so you know I love you. You know I loved getting a message off anyone with a blue tick, right? Not that other people aren't real people. But you know what I mean. You see, oh, who's this? Who the fuck is this guy? Um, but you are up against... I don't want to give Anne away, but I mean, outside of battle with two, you know, you never know unless it's person versus person. But in isolation, I would probably say that In Your Eyes is my favorite Eurovision song of all time. Um, You know, I get, you know, I know I literally just said Ryan Dolan's greatest Eurovision song of all time, but, you know, I'm fucking around. You know what I mean? Ryan Dolan's a great song. In all seriousness, Neve Cavanagh's In Your Eyes is my favorite uh, Eurovision entry of all time. Um. So let's hear it. I mean, not to fucking, not to fucking stack the stack the the leanings here, but uh, let's hear it go. So this song, uh, in your eyes, uh, little known fact, written by Jimmy Walsh, a, a, a little known or a not very well known Adina Menzel from Frozen sang the original demo before it was sent to Neve Cavanagh. Do you know that? Cavanagh loved the song but didn't want to do the Eurovision Jimmy said he'd withdraw the song if Neve didn't do it so she accepted listen to her Just, just because we can. Let's go ahead to where she's. Here we go. Wait here, here. My nipples are literally unbuttoning my shirt right now. What an incredible song. So basically, Jimmy Wong said, Neve, I gotta have you sing this song. 
She said, I don't want to do the Eurovision. And he said he'd withdraw the song with uh, if Neve didn't sing. Now, that sounds great, right? But that's pretty cunty, isn't it? Sorry, you won't sing. You won't sing the song. Uh, you won't be in the Eurovision. Right, will I fucking bin it then, will I? I mean, it sounds really... But, like, what was the actual conversation where he was like, you're not going to sing it right, I'll fuck it in the bin then. No, I'm not fucking around. I have I had the fucking future Oscar winner or nominee. I don't know what she done. Adina Menzel sing this for you. Tony Award winning Adina Menzel, I assume. I don't know what award she's won, right? From Frozen. Played the man in Glee. Sing this for you. And you're not gonna do it right. I'll just fuck it in the bin then. Yeah, thanks very much, Nate. Bye, 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 bye. Um so that um so that is up against Ryan O'Shaughnessy together, right? Ryan O'Shaughnessy's together is the last entry that we've had. Um and I have to be honest, this is probably one of the cooler, possibly one of the coolest composed performances that I've seen in watching 50 of these videos in the last week. You might remember it had a video of two men dancing with each other. Which... I was doing all I could to keep you close. There were troubles in the It's a lovely song. You swore it was nothing. You said that we would always stay I said this in the previous episode, but... Basically, it was O'Shaughnessy who said that, um, look, let's get these two lads to dance. Let's not try and make a political statement. This is, it'll be nice to see. Honestly, he's such a cool customer. And I'm not just saying that because he messaged me on Instagram. Ryan, you know I love you. You know you're my baby. I'm so sorry. Neve Kavanagh, it is just, it is not going to come. Neve Kavanagh, uh, I don't know what song is going get to get in the way of Neve Kavanagh, right? Ryan, I'd probably, if you were, if you were up against a, a you know, a, a Column T. Wilkinson, Column C. T. Wilkinson, you'd probably get through, you know? If you were up against, I mean, even if you were up against Jedward for lipstick, I mean, you'd fucking lose, but it'd be tough. You'd be tough. If you were up against uh, Pat McGeegan, you know what I mean? Like, so it's just the look of the draw. That's what makes this exciting. That's what makes what you're listening to now good. <laughs> That's what you love about it. Neve Cavanaugh, Ryan, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm there like Caesar. I have the thumb out. <sighs> but because you messaged me on Instagram that time, the thumb goes up and I say, Neve Cavanaugh, spare him. Neve Cavanaugh throws down her shield and her sword. And, uh, and you're, you're alive. But you have to work in uh, servitude, uh, building the pyramid. Next up, we have uh, Dickie Rock, Come Back and Stay. My mom told me the story. She was like, um, I remember hearing about Dickie Rock. And I said, ha, that's funny. His name's Dickie, right? And she goes, yeah, apparently people used to shout at his gig, spit on me, Dickie. Uh, she told me that as a joke. Here we are, Dickie Rock. This is, oh, turn that down a little bit. 1966 Dickie Rock We came fourth So our second year We came fourth Born in North Strand Northsider Here we fucking go One of the front men Of the Miami show bands That we obviously know From the unfortunate Miami show band incident Since you went away I cry for you each night and day Very cool, very composed The day you went away I said I didn't mind Now I know that you have left A broken heart behind Please 
So I found a very interesting. Um, sorry, I'm so distracted by. I think it's just a great song. Right, fair fucks, Dicky. Right. So I was looking up Wikipedia, and one of the things from Wikipedia, right, was um, a news story from 2000 and um, 2008. Um, lewd edits to Dicky Rock's Wikipedia page made at Anglo. Days after guarantee launch. Oh, get this right. Anglo-Irish Bank has begun an investigation after lewd additions made to the Wikipedia page of cabaret singer Dickie Rock were found to have originated from one of its computers. So keep in mind, it's 2008, right? This is just during the financial collapse. The Sunday Tribune has learned that last October, just days after the government introduced the bank guarantee scheme, which safeguarded all deposits with the country's financial... So Anglo who fucking butchered this country, right? Staff members of the bank added two humorous references to Dickie Rock's entry. So while while they're getting fucking, while they're literally ravaging this country, they're sitting there on Wikipedia, and this is what they wrote, right? It said, um, it said, um, uh, it was falsely claimed, Dickie's known for being particularly well hung, and his three sons have a hair all heads on them and can awfully be seen wandering around Donnybrook Fair. These lads who are fucking robbing the country blind were also sitting there going on National Treasure Dickie Rock's Wikipedia saying, yeah, the chap's, the chap's well hung and his, sin, his sons have rare old heads on them. Among those unimpressed was Dickie Rock himself. He said, have these people nothing better to do? I would have thought with all the troubles going on the banks that someone in Anglo-Irish bank should sort them out rather than spending their time making silly additions on my life story. And apart from that, uh, what was written doesn't bother me in the slightest. It's rubbish. I'm actually not well hung. Yeah, you want to hang on to that one, Dickie? Some of the things about my children were false, but the thing about my cock was real. Quipped. Dickie. <laughs> um, so, Dickie Rock, you are up against Dervish. Now, Dervish, um, Dervish is a song that made it through from round one. Um, it beat, um, what did Dervish beat? It beat Eamon Toll's Millennium of Love. Now, Dervish, look, no way to sugarcoat this. It's a song written by John Waters, okay? You know, the, you know John Waters, you know? Controversial John Waters. Uh, Anti-vaxxer John Waters. Um, the man RTE paid off after Panty called him homophobic because he was uh, speaking against the marriage referendum. That John Waters. The man who said that there's a direct link with paedophilia and homosexuality. This, this John Waters, right? That John Waters. The chap hanging out in Phoenix Park. Right. But I'm not going to lie. And this isn't like fucking Hitler's art. OK, John Waters is obviously not Hitler. He's a he's a controversial guy. Whatever I'm fucking talking about. This is not like saying, oh, well, actually, the song. It was a better song. It was a better song than Eamon Toll's Millennium of Love. And I'm going to play it for you now. Right. This is Dervish. They can't stop the spring. Now, this is the CD version, right? Forget who wrote it, right? Just forget who wrote it for a second. Has been the one no longer stands. And from to Latvia, we're singing as one so from that it sounds quite pleasant, doesn't it? But unfortunately on the day, um they just didn't quite come out that way. This is them on the night. No 
received came dead last. They received five points off from Albania. There were claims the performance on the night was disastrous. The curtain has been raised. She's a good singer. Um, I just whatever was up with the mixing on the night. And it does not, unfortunately, make it. Well, fortunately, whatever. John Waters is out of the tournament. Dickie Rock. Well hung. And his kids have rare old heads on them. Um, fucking state of Can you imagine that? Like, everyone clamouring. And the fucking bailout. And everything like that. And then they're fucking... Anyway, I said I wasn't going to swear. I said I wasn't going to swear. Congratulations, Dickie. You, um, you know, they can't stop the string. You can personify that however you want or whoever you want. You can visualize whoever you want um, when I say that. Dickie Rock. Um, Dickie Rock um, chokes him out with, his, with, with a rope. The, uh, the, the song. That's all. That's all. So crass, so crass, so horrible. Um, right next up, congratulations, Dickie Rock, your national treasure. Um, should I or should I say, Big Dickie Rock? <laughs> Big Dickie Rock makes it through to the quarterfinals. Congratulations. Okay, here we go. The the Veep, the VIP, Mister Johnny Logan here this year with what's another year? This okay. So here we go, Johnny Logan. What's another year? This is Johnny Logan's first, first, um, first win. There we go. He's adorable. He's adorable. I met him. Tony's name drop corner. I met him. Such a long time. Looking out for you. Just a cool song. What's another year? One for Ireland in 1980 would later go on to win the 1987 contest. And because of the positioning of Terminal 3, which came second, um, Johnny Logan's the most successful contestant in Eurovision history. This song was produced by Bill Whelan of Riverdance fame. Johnny Logan, you're a star, you're a national treasure. Um, you should be as big here as you are in Germany. Uh, you're brilliant. Um, you are up against... Now, look, I'm not trying to be a contrarian here, okay? Look, I know people are freaking out being like, no, don't you fucking... You could put anything up against this song. How could you ever... But he has a contender, right? He has a contender in the, in the guise of a man called Mickey Joe Hart. He dropped the Joe in recent years, Mickey Hart. With we've got the world tonight, which has a lot of sentimental memories for me. 2003, I would have been, you know, what? I would have been 15, hanging out with girls. She stands under you see an icon like this guy with an acoustic guitar. You know, he actually plays the guitar. So he obviously came first in Ireland's pop idol knockoff. You're a star. This song beat Brian Kennedy in round one to get into round two. And it's got a tune. This song, I said it in the last episode, this set a trend. 
for young lads with acoustic guitars showing off in front of girls. Do you know what, actually? Do you know what? Up until, and I said this to Terry going in, I said, is it okay? Do you, do you think it's okay for, for Mickey Joe Hart uh, to trounce Johnny Logan for We've Got the World? Is it a better song than What's in Our Year? And she said, look, um, Johnny Logan appears a couple of times. You know, he's, 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 got a, he's got a good enough stake in anyone. If you think We've Got the World is better, you should put Mickey Joe Hart in. You should put him into the quarterfinals. But listening to that now, that line was like, I've been waiting such a long time. Da, 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 da. I, I keep I keep thinking about the, you know, what's another year? Just that melody of what's another year? But there's so much in the what's another year? It's so much more melodically diverse, interesting, expertly delivered from an almost pristine, perfect looking face on Johnny Logan. And I'm sorry, Nicky Joe Hart. You know, I love you. You know, you're my baby. But Johnny Logan's what's another year goes through to the quarterfinals. Anything can happen in the TCU. Speaking of which, I did see uh, Mickey Joe Hart once perform in the DCU, the DCU Christmas party. Um, he was great. He played. He played. We've got the world about forty times. Um, Mickey Joe Hart, I love you. I am here like Caesar with the thumb and the tongue out, the Joaquin tongue. <laughs> My thumb is sticking out sideways. Johnny Logan looks up at me and he says, "You know what's a, what's what? What do you want? What do you want me to do?" What's another year? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? You want to kill him? You want me to kill him? And I put my thumb up and I say, spare him, Mickey Joe. You will be performing your guitar in solitude or in servitude to me. Um, and I want to hear your unbelievable rendition of Crazy in Love. Next up we have, congratulations, Johnny Logan. You're through to the quarterfinals. Okay. Um, Emer Quinn's The Voice, 1996. Okay, 1996. Basically, 1996. Right, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play the voice. Okay. So this is the year after. This is the year after um, we lost our streak. We had won 92. We had won 93. We had won 94. Eddie Friel comes along in 95. The streak killer. He F5s Ireland, breaking the streak. And we're like, how are we going to get this back? We need to send in the big dogs. We send in Emer Quinn. Emer Quinn rocks up at the 1996 Eurovision. You have our attention. Also written by Brendan Graham. Fuck. Fum. Fum. Viking anthem. It's incredible. Originally meant to be sung by Dervish. Thank God that didn't happen. Absolutely sensational and beautiful, and I love it. So then Emer Quinn rocks up in 1996. Where was this? All right. 
So considering Brian Friel had come along with dreaming, dreaming all the little song, basically ripping off a song, Moonlight, from 1971, right? Comes along, breaks the streak, F5's Ireland, Emer Quinn shows up in Oslo, right? Dong! Emer Quinn rocking up, right? They're like, oh, well, Ireland's been forgotten about, right? And then Emer Quinn shows up. What the fuck? Who's that? Oh, you forgot about me. You forgot about Ireland, did you? And Emer Quinn's like, what? And the lights. And the lights are off and no one knows what's going on. And Emer Quinn stands all of a sudden. She's in the ring. She's in the ring. She hasn't even walked down the thing, right? And she's there in Oslo, in the ring. And she takes all of the combatants and she tombstones them all. And then she points up, she points up, points up above the ring, right? And it says, uh, 4-1, right? Showing that we've won four and only lost one. Points up at his streak. And the lights shine up on it. Anyway, let me tell you how good, like this is honestly, Emer Quinn rocks up and absolutely tombstone the competition, right? Because get this, right? Um, Where is it? Uh, yeah, we got, where is it? 12 points. Deuce points. Arlandes deuce points. Basically, we got so many points that, um, yeah, so we were awarded the maximum deuce points from seven countries. Turkey, Switzerland, Estonia, Slovenia, Netherlands, Poland, Bosnia, and Herzegovina. Uh, where were you, UK? Yeah, well, forget it. So much so that people started actually leaving the room because they thought this is in. There's like Arsenal fans just packing up and leaving, right? Because it was such, like, just, yes, right? Choke slams, tombstones, Emerquin, absolutely. I'm using a, a wrestling analogy here if you don't know. Um, and absolutely smashes the competition. So thank you very much for reclaiming the streak, Emer Quinn. Uh, yeah, you're up against Keeve Connolly. Now, I'm not going to have a go, right? But, I'm, you know, Keeve Connolly, look, it's the voice, okay? Keeve Connolly, to be fair, barely made it into this round, okay? Still, though, it's a funky ditty. Um, it's this. It's Keeve Connolly and the Missing Passengers. Like, it's a, it's a sort of song that I should love. He looks like your man from Future Islands. Seasons change. So it's Keith Connolly and the Missing Passengers. Came 18th in 1989. Okay. I mean, it's a cute. Yep. All right, look, it's a cute enough song. It's a cute enough song. I don't know. Hang on, what, what was that? Oh my god. So this is what happens, right? Keith Connolly standing in the middle of the ring, and Emer Quinn is just standing at the Titan Tron looking down at him and he's like ah, ah, 
and then the lights go off. The lights come back on. Emer Quinn is in the ring, and with her is a casket. And he, she kind of guides to the casket, being like, open, open the casket. Open the casket. What's in the casket? Keith Connolly opens the top part. You know, the casket's kind of like those two doors. He opens the top part, right? And it's a body that looks exactly like his. Oh! Ah! Ah! Anyway, yeah. Well done, Emer Quinn. You're through to the quarterfinals. Next up we have 1990s. Uh, Liam, Liam Riley. Liam Riley. Uh, somewhere in Europe. Um, this is going to be against 1974's Tina Reynolds. Cross your heart, say I love you. Here we go. Um, okay, we've only got a couple more here. We've got this, and then we three more after this. Uh, this is going to be a long enough pod. Here we go. Somewhere in Europe. This came second, okay, uh, in 1990. All written by... Um, all written by... Um, let's turn this up here. This is written by Liam Riley as well. So he reminisces about the rela- the relationship they used to have all across Europe. Somewhere in Europe. Here we go. Maybe in Paris. Champs-Élysées night. In Rome. So he's basically like, we could be in Amsterdam, in the, along the canal, or we can be in the Brussels. Can I just say something, right? Liam Riley, you came second. I love you for your service, but you little lick. You little Euro lick. We could be in Paris. And the people in France are like, oh, yeah, I know that. Or we could be in Germany at the right stag tonight. Hey, we know that. But, you know, he's naming all these kind of places around Europe. Um, and people are like, oh, my God, yeah. So you're a little lick. Having said that, 1990, um, you came second. You know, 1990, two years before the start of the streak, that poor, unfortunate, now deceased Linda Martin, um, you know, kicked off for us. So we owe her for her service. Um, Liam Riley, you were up against Tina Reynolds. And I have to say, this I, I, I hadn't heard this song um, before. But I really fell in love with it in round one. I'm not going to lie. Tina Reynolds beat... Um, she beat Chris Doran, kickboxer, Euro, Eurostar champ. This came seventh in 1974. Now you've got to see Tina's performance of this, right? I put it up on Twitter, it only got two likes, right? It felt like a clangor of a tweet. But do check it out. This is a woman coming alive. This is a woman who had a sad enough life. She was born with TB in hospital till she was four, suffered three severe accidents in her show band career. But she's coming alive on this stage. She tried to get into the competition two two years in a row, and this is her third time getting in. Her, her third time attempting to get in and got in. Oh, 
I think it's a fucking banger of a tune. I love it. I'm a big fan of that tune. Um, now, I did do this on the Patreon, but guys, we just... I know we're on a, we're in Ireland fever here, right? Is this, is this enjoyable? Is this enjoyable for anyone? I'm having a good fun because I'm just looking at my phone, like literally scrolling through Eurovision songs and talking about them, but I hope this is fun for you. Um, this is 1974, okay? Um, so... I don't know if you know, you might know this from your, if any of you are pub quiz nuts, be terrifying if you were. Um, but if you're pub quiz nuts, you might know that 1974, uh, the winner and the start of a very popular and very, the start of a very successful career was ABBA, right? So this was next to ABBA. And I know we're here, we're in Ireland mode and we're talking about some of the best songs ever, but li- I, I did this on the Patreon, but I need to do it again. Listen to how fucking good Waterloo is, right? 1974, it starts, it is unrelenting from the start, it doesn't let up, it is just fucking grab you by the fucking scruff of the neck and listen to this tune. Like they didn't even like that is just it is just catchy upon catchy on catchy. He's like So what is this? What is this? What is this fucking galloping horses? At me, these disco horses, dun, 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 splash, splash, splashing, coming at you. And Waterloo, Napoleon did surrender. Oh, yeah. And then, and then, oh, I love it. I love it. And the chord progressions, it's just, it just, it literally is like, it's like someone just grabbing you by the scruff of the neck, just screaming in your face at how good it is, right? And then the whole, and then they don't even, and it's so good, and they do Waterloo, you know, Waterloo, do 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 do. It's so catchy, and then the whole, Waterloo. They don't even need to do that. They don't even need that. That's just a little flair to say, and and that as well. If you if you thought this was a sing along fucking anthem, I'm gonna throw in a little wow 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 Waterloo. It is so good. Having said that, Tina Reynolds is good as well, and beats this shit out of Liam Riley somewhere in Europe. You lick. I love you, Liam. I can't, I can't thank you enough for what you did for this country, right? 1990, second, incredible, but you're a little lick. We could be in Amsterdam, it, do, do, do. we could be in Germany, please give us 12 points. We could be in Israel, please give us 12 points. Or we could be in the UK, please give us, give us 12 points. I'm singing a different song there. Anyway, congratulations, Tina Reynolds, and I will let you spare Liam Riley. The tongue is out, the thumb is out, and I am saying, leave the boy to live. Next up, we have Kim Jackson. Kim Jackson made it through, um, 
Kim Jackson, I again, I don't have much info for Kim Jackson. She's a bit of a bit of a dark horse um, online. Couldn't find much information apart from the fact that she's recently, or in the last couple of years, set up the Royal County Music School in uh, uh, in Trim. Um, and this is in 19. 19- oh, sorry. Turn it down there. The levels are all over the place. So this is in Italy. This is the year after um, somewhere in Europe. Kim Jackson beat Eddie Friel in the first round. Set of pipes on her. I'm going to skip ahead though because it gets really good. The chorus. Will you hear this? This is Whopper. Come on, Kim. Listen. I think that's a fucking banger. I think that's a banger. That only came 10th in 1991. See, this is the thing. You don't know. When you put these songs against each other, you put them in isolation. Do you know what I mean? It's always, what's the best on the night? What sounds better? And, you know, I mean, what? There's like 26 songs in a row. It's a really difficult thing just to be like, oh, that one is the best. No one really knows, you know? That is a really good tune. But you know what, Kim? You're up against arguably what a lot of people would say is the best Eurovision song of all time. I wouldn't. But a lot of people would. Um, and that's Johnny Logan's Hold Me Now. Johnny Logan, real name, Sean Sherrod. As I said before, the most successful Eurovision contest contestant don't, of all time. Don't close your heart to how you feel. Listen to his voice effortless. Don't be afraid the dream's not I sometimes real. forget. Close your eyes. Pretend it's just the two of us again. I sometimes forget just how good this is. You, for, you, you just think of the chorus and you're like the, the McDonald's ad or whatever more recently, but it's so good. Touch, Wearing a white suit again. Yes, showing us what you can do. There's a lot of people who sing at that low range and they can't do it. He, listen to how breathy and perfect he is. Oh, come on, you feeling that? Are the hairs rising yet? Forever in love. What do you say when words are not enough? Unbelievable, right? Johnny Logan. One for 1980, one for 1987. Um, got a second place for the song that he wrote in 1992. Incredible. Great job uh, there, Johnny Logan. And look, it's a mercy killing, okay? Out of mercy. I think that, you know... Could it be that when I hold you, the things just go away? It's one of the better songs. It is one of the better songs we've heard today. However, Johnny, 
And look, I'm not trying to... I don't think the Linda Martin songs are great, right? I don't think Terminal 3 is great, and I don't like Why Me. I just don't like it. And you could argue, oh, well, it's very fucking, you know... I'm, I'm not being sexist here, right? I'm not being sexist. I think Johnny Logan's better. I don't, I don't think Linda Martin... I don't, you know... I'm not on the Linda Martin bandwagon, okay? I'm on the Johnny Logan bandwagon. I like him. He's just as handsome now as he was then. Um, and this is a better song than Kim Jackson's could have been in Love. Do you disagree? I'm there. And I like Kim Jackson, so the thumbs out. And I say, spare. Spare her. Um, she can teach me how to sing in the Royal County Music School. Spare her, please, Johnny. But Johnny doesn't. Oh, my God. He's got a big rock. No, no, no. Only messing. Uh, Linda, Linda, or Kim Jackson's very much alive. Next up, we have... Um, this is a big... Well, it's kind of a big battle. This is... Um, all right, two more. Two more competitions. Two more competitions. Are you still with me? Are you still with me? Are you still with me? Okay, bear with me. Or right, here we go. This is 1988... 1998 um, uh, entry. Um, this came ninth in uh, 98. This is Don Martin. Is always over now? <laughs> Going for a, I mean, it's of the time. I love tunes like this. Don Martin left school at the age of 14, became a hairdresser, helping her mother raise the eight kids. It's from Dundalk. Louis Walsh called her amateur. This was also the swan song of Noel Callaghan, the conductor who did 90, 29 Eurovision songs. No one ever participated on more occasions in Eurovision. And he conducted five of the winning songs. It's a banger. Is it a winner? It beat the Mullins in round one. Now the absolute bang in 1998 of this video. She's wearing a uh, got a silver pantsuit. You know, she's got one of those cool fringes that were the style at the time. Don, I love you. You know you're my baby. But unfortunately, you are up against Paul Harrington and Charlie McGettigan, 1994's winner, Rock and Roll Kids. I don't know how any song. What? Like, what a beautiful. Another Brendan Graham song. He submitted this song three times. I remember 62, 92, 93, and then it was accepted in 94. I was 16 and so were you. And we live next door. This was our third year in a row to win in Ireland. We won in Ireland with 226 points. To put that into context, second place came 166. We won by 60 points. That's five countries given 12 points. We won by. We just wanted to rock and everyone's attention. I was yours and you were mine, but that was once a 
upon a time. Now we never seem to rock and roll anymore. That's what fucking won it. That's the bit. And we never seem to rock and roll anymore. That's the winning part. If that didn't win, if that wasn't in, I don't know if that song would win. It's brilliant. But and we never seem to rock and roll again. Literally, my nipples trying to lift my shirt. Ooh, there goes my shirt all over my head. Um, now, think of this, right? Just think of this for a second. Let me tell you about 1994, okay? 1994. In 1994, we're in the point, okay? I don't know if it was the point. It could have been the Olympia. I'm not sure. But whatever. We're in 1994. We're in Dublin. Paul Harrington, Charlie McGettigan rock up there to do Rock and Roll Kids, okay? They win for the third time. And do you remember what the interval show was that year? Do you remember what the interval show was? Bill Whelan revealed Riverdance. So in the same year, we won the competition in 94, three times on the trot. Riverdance had just done, and we were in the fucking World Cup. What happened? 1994, like the state of us now. The state of us now on the world stage. Bring back Albert Reynolds, that's what I say. Bring back Fianna Fáil. No, I'm only messing. But like, what happened? What happened? Think of that. What a year. What a year. Third time winning the Eurovision. We're in the World Cup for the second year on the trot. And Riverdance. <laughs> what a year. Don, you know I love you. You know you're my baby. Paul Harrington, Charlie McGettigan. I mean, you're probably going straight to the final. I don't know what's going to come in, uh, what's going to get involved. I'm not doing the Coliseum analogy anymore. Uh, I'm just dropping that shit right now. Right, next up, last competition. Are you still with me? Are you still with me? Here, how about we do a petition to change the year to 1994 again, right? Let's make 2020 illegal. Let's get a do-over, and we'll go back to 1994. Uh, 1969, uh, we came seventh. Muriel Day performed with a song called The Wages of Love, and she comes out comes out like a house on fire. Big, bombastic 60s tune. Wearing a big, green, luminous dress. She's really killing it. You want to watch this video? Look. Before you leave, right into love, my friend. It cannot be bought, so very cheap, my friend. Papa! Muriel today, big in the show bands. Don't know one about show band singers, I should have done my research. Okay, I think we've heard enough. She's singing that live and dancing around the stage. Lovely stuff. Great stuff, Muriel Day. You're up against Mark Roberts in 1997. Um, so we had won 92, we won in 93, we won in 94. And we had fucking Riverdance and we were in the World Cup. Eddie Friel comes along like Brock Lesnar, F5's Ireland, and then thank God for Emer Quinn coming back in 1996 with The Voice, okay? Dong, Tombstone, and the world back to watch us again. Then you have 97, and we came second, okay? I would not exactly a streak killer, but Mark Roberts comes in with his tune, uh, Mysterious Woman. Um, this lost to Katrina and the Waves to fucking, to the UK. I mean, it was... You know, you'd rather come you'd rather come second last with the UK's last than second to the UK coming first. Do you know what I mean? Um So this is one I remember. This was in Dublin. 
Ronan Keating was the host, I remember. Mysterious woman, Mark Roberts. Came second. One moment of your life. Mysterious one. It's cool. It's cool. It knows what it is. Did you see? The kind of spell you put on me. I actually don't know. Mysterious one. I don't know what, what wins here. In 2008, Roberts, who had come, come second, attempted to represent Ireland again with a song that he had written. Yeah, we've heard enough of that. So yeah, in 2008, so he won. So he came second in 1997 with that song, "Mysterious Woman." It's no mysterious girl. That's all I know. Um, and he came back uh, in 2008 to represent again. Um, he tried to put forward his own uh, composition. Um, the selection process was made by public vote, um, broadcast from the university, um, from Limerick University, rather. Um, and he lost to Dustin <laughs> with Irlandes Dues Pwans. Um, so this lad who was just narrowly, narrowly won it for Ireland, wanted to come back again and lost to a um, fucking banger of a tune, Irlandes Dues Pwans. The wages of love, I don't know. Look before you leap. Da 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 da, my friend. Da 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 da. Oh, mysterious woman. This is probably more more singing than I've done. Um, I'm I'm I reined in a little bit. This is probably this is probably one of the more obnoxious ones. More more obnoxious. Okay, look. I'm gonna give it to. I am going to give it to. I'm going to give it to Mysterious Woman. No, no, I'm no, I'm not. I'm going to give it to Muriel Day. Muriel Day beats Mark Roberts. Sorry, Mark. Not only did you lose to Dustin the Turkey, you're after losing as well uh, to Muriel Day. Wow. What a competition. Okay, let's recap, okay? Red Hurley beat Linda Martin. Red Hurley's when goes through to the quarterfinal. Sheba, with horoscopes, beats Lovebug. You can count on me. The Duskies beat Dana for Here Today, Gone Tomorrow. Pat McGeegan beats Butch Moore with Chance of a Lifetime. Jedward beats Linda Martin with Lipstick. Uh, Sean Dunphy beats Jump the Gun with If I Could Choose. Colm Wilkinson beats Cahill Dunn with Born to Sing. Ryan Dolan beats The Swarbriggs Plus Two with Only Love Survives. Neve Kavanagh beats um, beats Rhino Shochnessy um, with In Your Eyes. Dickie Rock beats Dervish with Come Back and Stay. Johnny Logan beats Mickey Joe Hart narrowly, narrowly. He was winning ahead of time with What's Another Year. Emer Quinn tombstones Keith Connolly and leaves his corpse in a bot in a in a casket in the in the middle of the squared circle with the voice. Um, Tina Reynolds beats Liam Riley the Lick with his Somewhere in Europe Lick song with Cross Your Heart. Johnny Logan beats Kim Jackson with Hold Me Now. Johnny Logan is now in twice. Um, Paul Harrington, Charlie McGetting, and of course beat Don Martin with Rock and Roll Kids. And Muriel Day narrowly beating the second place winner from 1997, Mark Roberts, with The Wages of Love. Very exciting tournament. Where is it going now? Who is competing in the Patreon exclusive quarterfinals? Don't worry. The finals will still be released. Um, you will know who the winner is. Don't you worry. Um... 
Okay, it's going to be the Duskies versus Colin Wilkinson. It is going to be Lipstick versus Sean Dunphy, if I could choose. It's going to be Red Hurley versus Ryan Dolan. Wow, that's going to be a big fight. It's going to be Neve Kavanagh against Dickie Rock. It's going to be Johnny Logan versus Sheba in horoscopes. It's going to be Emer Quinn versus um, Tina Reynolds. That's going to be tough. Uh, it's going to be Johnny Logan again versus <gasps> Pat, oh, Pat McGeegan. It's going to be Johnny Logan versus Pat McGeegan. It's going to be um, Rock and Roll Kids versus... Rock and Roll Kids versus um, Wages of Love. Still, it's a scrap. They all have to happen. Um, right. Well, look, hopefully you enjoyed this two-hour almost long um, trip through my YouTube playlists. Um, and if there's anyone in SoundCloud who are saying that this is um, pirating music, look, this is I've only played a bit of the song. I'm talking about them. I'm talking over them. That's fine. That's fine. When it's when you're analyzing stuff, it's fine. Anyway, I'm tired. I got stuff I gotta do. I love you loads. Thank you very much for listening. If you want to listen to part three, it's gonna be on the Patreon. Um, but don't worry, I'll be back here next Monday to announce the winner in the very semi-final and final of the tournament, and I'll be giving you my two cents on some of my favorite tracks in uh, Eurovision history on that as well. I love you. You know you're my baby. All the best. Don't you care where she